gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, as always, Silver Spoon, joined by the man with the plan in Pakistan, Captain Tibbs. That's right, Sills, we're going to Pakistan. What? I don't, wait, I, I just was saying like a fun nickname. Are you, is that where our next pay-per-view is going to be, Pakistan? It's whoever pays me the most. All right, dark turn, Tibbs. But, of course, we are going to have our next pay-per-view known as Eccentric Force. It has never been known by any other name. Eccentric Force, where they use the most violent means of aggression in those matches, Tibbs. We've seen some amazing nautical rules matches in the past. We've seen TLC matches, but nothing quite like what's going to be happening for the JWF Championship in just a few short weeks when Scotty Moore tries to reclaim his championship versus your son himself, Chuck Tibbs, in a two out of three falls no DQ match. This is going to be the moment for him, Sills. This is the moment where you see if Chuck, my son, my boy, really can hold his own in the ring with the main eventer. It's like Scotty Moore. That's right. I mean, we got to admit, Chuck has been very overzealous in recent weeks. I mean, last week he came out, he answered the open challenge issued by our captain's champion, the Dylan. And of course, we know that did not turn out well for our champ, did it? Not at all, Sills. It was vicious attack at the end by Scotty Moore himself that ended the match. I, I mean, Sills, I, it just, it didn't look good, but Scotty Moore attacked him anyway. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why he did it. Well, Tibbs, who knows? I mean, that's what everybody's been asking. Chuck was putting up a valiant effort, trying to become a dual champion here in this company, taking on the man known as the Dylan. But, of course, Scotty assaulted him with that SMG. The referee was down, couldn't call for the disqualification. And, of course, that allowed Dylan to lock in that vicious Anaconda Vice maneuver. And we got to say, we're proud of Chuck did not tap, but... The force was just too much for him to take, but Scotty Moore is actually coming down to our ring right now, Tibbs, and I think he's got a message for all these people who are wondering why he would attack Chuck. Let's have a listen. All right, look, okay, fuck it. Let's get it over with. Why'd you do it, Scotty? Why'd you attack Chuck Tibbs? He was about to win. Oh, you're such a bad, bad man. Doopa, 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 doopa. Fucking, alright, check this, fuckos. I did what I did last week to prove a point, alright? And that point is that Chuck Tibbs ain't ready to bear the weight of my JWF championship. Because look, I'll admit it, Chuck Tibbs is great at playing 2D chess. He's got a great battle plan, and if he can execute it, then Chuck Tibbs will be victorious but wrestling professional wrestling this sport is not 2d chess you can't just worry about one thing you got to consider every single option every single thing that could happen to you in that ring i mean my god chuck was going in the ring against the dylan a man who I personally know to be the dirtiest player in the game right here in the JWF. And you're telling me Chuck 
wasn't prepared for something to go off, really. He wasn't prepared for me to come out. He wasn't prepared for a low blow. He wasn't prepared for that. You see, that's the problem with Chuck Tibbs. He's never prepared for something to go wrong. He has that unabashed, idiotic confidence that the Tibbs name carries with it. He walks to the ring thinking, oh, I'm going to hit a DD Tibbs, lock him in the captain's hook, and if that doesn't work, I'll drop him on his fucking neck. But he's not prepared for what happens when that plan gets messed up. He's not prepared for someone who can reverse the D.D. Tibbs, a man who can escape the captain's hook. He's not prepared for someone to sneak in from out of nowhere and drop him like a bad habit. And an eccentric force, he has to beat me not once, but twice in a match with no disqualifications, a match with no rules my kind of playground and you people still think he's gonna win god it's like you don't know me at all do you so look chuck i i gotta say i want to apologize in advance for what i'm gonna have to do during our match because look you might be a good wrestler hell at the end of the day you're a future hall of famer but a good wrestler he won't survive a two out of three falls match. A good wrestler won't survive a match where there are no rules. And a good wrestler, he won't survive Scotty Moore. Well, Tibbs, strong words there from Scotty Moore. And I gotta say, I do have to agree with him in certain manners. I mean, Chuck Tibbs, he seemed a little bit uh, uh, ignorant to those kind of things, those kind of DQ moves, those dirty tactics that a lot of the main event players have used to get that spot, and I think that may be playing to his detriment. You know what, Sills? That just goes to show the deterioration of our sport today. We can't just have two men in the ring duking it out to see who's tougher. Uh, it's just not the way I was raised, and it's not the way I wanted to build a company. T- Tibbs, didn't you... Didn't you summon a demon at Wrestlepalooza a few years ago to beat up the Dylan for you? You know what? Shut up. Well, Tibbs, let me tell you, that is going to be one hell of a title match between those two men. But another title match we got coming up is going to be against the War Wizards and the team who, let's be honest, they beat at our last pay-per-view the Blockbusters. But we know the Blockbusters manager, Lawrence Whitney, has disagreed with the call of our referee, Shibata. He says that the Bone Crusher, one half of the Blockbusters, broke up the pin, of course, before the match ended. And I don't know. I I think it's just malarkey when it comes to me. I don't know, Sills. They played those tapes back a million times now, mostly because... Oh, Lawrence Whitney, he's not stopped complaining about it in the back. And and every single time, it is a clear victory. At least any time we're reviewing the footage. And you know what? If if he wants to play it again, then maybe we'll just have to play it again. That's right. I mean, let's not forget the blockbusters are vicious. Last week, they assaulted the War Wizards. I mean, Jeremus 
one half of the tag team champions. His fingers are still broken from a vicious assault by the Bone Crusher, crushing his hand in between those steel steps and the ring post. But ever the vigilant type of competitors, the War Wizards are here tonight. And I think they're going to respond to that vicious attack in the future between them and the Blockbusters. Let's have a listen. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Honeypot McDonald Boy here with the JWF Tag Team Champions, the War Wizards. Now, boys, last week you were called out by Lawrence Whitney, who claimed that the finish of your match at Cash in the Bag was anything but fair. Claiming that the final pinfall itself was broken up before it was actually counted. How do you respond to those accusations? Look, it doesn't matter how we respond. Doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter how many times we go back and look at the footage that clearly shows the referees had counting three. Lawrence is still going to come out and argue his case. He'll doctor footage. He'll do whatever he has to. Me and the War Wizard here have worked with Lawrence before, and we know how far he's willing to go to give his boys another title shot. So, War Wizard and I are just going to have to give it... We're going to face the Blockbusters one more time at Eccentric Force. But... Oh, God. This time, we aren't going to give Lawrence any clever way out. We aren't going to give him a match where he can just come out and say, Oh no, the pin was broken up. Oh, someone interfered. Ha ha ha, whatever, whatever, whatever. No! Jeremus and I are prepared to head out to the ring and make sure that no one can doubt our victory and no one can doubt our dominance and muscles as tag team champions. Which is why we're going to be engaging in a little match that doesn't have pins. It doesn't have submissions. It just has our two belts hanging above the ring and begging to be taken down by their rightful owners. It has tables ready to throw our opponents through. Chairs prepared to crack over someone's skull. And everything else. Because in Eccentric Force, there will be no doubt who the champions are when we climb the ladder at the top and grab our title in an all-out ladder war! Oh my god, Tibbs, a, a ladder war. I don't even think we've had one of those in JWF in recent years, but... I mean, if there are anybody in this company that know about climbing the ladder to the top, it is, of course, those two men, the War Wizard. This is amazing. Yes, Sills, I, I'm amazed that we even still have the stipulations for a ladder war, but I guess bring it, give it to the War Wizards to bring it back up. <laughs> That's right. If there's two things those men know, it is ladders and it is war. And that is going to be an excellent championship match. But speaking of champions, we got one headed to our ring right now. The man known as the Dillon, our JWF Captain's Champion. He's been making a habit of coming out to this ring 
every single week asking for a challenge, asking for a fight. And we have seen some amazing fights in the past with this man, haven't we, Tibbs? Absolutely, Sills. The Dylan has built up an impressive undefeated streak uh, since he started this open challenge for the captain's championship. He's been going week after week. He's shown himself as a true fighting champion. And that's something I'd have to respect. That's right, going so far as to defeat your son Chuck in a match last week. Defeating Defeating Kazuchika Okada back at Cash in the Bag. The Dylan has taken on all comers, and it looks like he's got a message before whoever decides to answer his open challenge. Let's have a listen. Now, I am many things, good and bad, for better or for worse. But one thing I am not is a liar. So when I come out here every week and I tell you that I'm the greatest wrestler in the world, when I tell you that this championship is the pinnacle of the wrestling industry, know that those words are fact and not up for debate. Now, Chuck, you wanted to question me. You wanted to question fact because you feel that you can rewrite everything because of your one win. And now you've learned that that's not the case. You're not a wrestler. You're just the owner's son who got lucky on one night. Now, you may be saying, Oh, oh, but, but Chuck, Chuck, Chuck took an SMG. I took two Rainmakers. If, if Chuck can't take one move from the third best re- member of the roster then maybe he should just lay the championship down, the championship, walk out the back door, and disappear forever. See, I am the champion in this company, in the world. This is no longer the captain's championship. This is the world championship. I've outgrown the title of captain. I am the leader of the new revolution of wrestling. And if you have any issues with that, then answer my challenge. Well, Tim, strong words there from the Dylan, especially against your son. Let me tell you something. I don't think things are over between him and Chuck. What do you think? I don't think so either, Sills. Sometimes that, that really, really stung... And I really can't say that he was wrong. That's right. I don't... Oh, Tibbs. They may be having a match in a few weeks, but they're having a match tonight right now because the number one contenders to the JWF tag titles are coming out to the ring right now, the Blockbusters. And you can see their manager, Lawrence Whitney, coming in hot right behind him. And it looks like they have chosen the Titans to answer Dylan's open challenge. And let me tell you something. We've seen the Dylan defeat amazing technicians, some amazing brawlers, but he has never faced a beast like the Titan. What do you think? Oh, this is a, a very interesting, interesting group to come and answer the Dylan's challenge because as it is now, it is a group. It is the tag team of the Blockbusters and their manager, Lawrence Whitney. You gotta wonder, Sills. It's always been one-on-one for the most part with Dylan's open challenges. Now, you're gonna have the rest of the blockbusters outside the ring. 
That's right, and you can see Dylan just uh, un- almost unafraid, unbothered at this, looking up at the Titan, admiring the challenge he sees in front of you, and that bell goes ding, and oh, look at that, Dylan trying for a collar and elbow tie-up, but oh, Titan just flings him across the ring. I don't think that big man is interested in any kind of technical wrestling. What do you think? No, Sills, the Titan, he's someone, He's going to let his fist and his muscles do the talking in this match. And that's going to be the challenge for the Dylan. The Dylan's got to find a way to implement his technical style on a man who is more rock than man. That's right. You see Dylan trying once again, going behind and grabbing that big man in a headlock, trying to wrestle him down to the ground. But, oh, my God, Titan just picking up Dylan, slamming him to the mat. And even still, you can see Dylan, that technical prowess, trying to shoot for the legs. But that massive strength of the Titan just allows him to pick up Dylan and toss him across the ring. And let me tell you something. We know we talk talk about Dylan as a technical spectacle. But I don't know how all these techniques are going to hold up against a man known as the Titan. It's the power that Dylan has to overcome tonight. Absolutely, Sylvs, and that's what the Dylan is trying to do. It, it may seem right now like the, the Titan has taken all of the offense, he's taken all of the momentum, but this is what the, the Dylan is trying to, he's probing the waters, he's looking for a weakness. But you gotta, you gotta ask yourself if Dylan's gonna be able to find a weakness in the Titan before the Titan's strength overcomes him. That's right. You see Dylan bouncing off the ropes. Could be looking for some sort of strength move. But, oh, unfortunately, you don't want to play strength against the Titan who just pounces him to the outside. That six-foot frame of the Dylan you rarely see get manhandled like this. And now look at this. On the outside, you can see Lawrence Whitney holding back the Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher was trying to get in a little piece of action as well. Meanwhile, Titan gives chase, grabs Dylan, sends him careening. Oh, my God, head first into that ring post. And Tibbs, I think for the first time in his career, the captain's champion looks rocked. That might have caused a concussion right there. Oh, he doesn't look good, Sills. It looks like he's trying to figure out where he is, what just happened. That's right. Wait, 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 wait. Well, hold on. What the hell are you doing? Bone Crusher, but the Bone Crusher is ripping apart our announce table. Lawrence Whitney's up on the, the ring apron, distracting Shibata, the referee. What the hell are the blockbusters thinking? I don't know, Sills, but it doesn't look good. Oh, Get out God. of the way! Oh my God, Bone Crusher and Titan picking up Dylan, just tossing him through our announce table with that blockbuster bomb, that modified crucifix bomb. And let me tell you something, the, ch- the, the champ looks like he might be out. Titan rolling Dylan back into the ring. Lawrence finally letting Shibata do his damn job. Titan goes for the pin. One, two. Ooh, Dylan barely kick it out. And let me tell you something. I think it was that having to roll him in the ring. That extra time after that blockbuster bomb. That is what allowed the Dylan to kick out, Tim. Yeah, probably it. They, they gave him just enough time to come back to his senses even after getting sent through a table in that vicious fashion. That's right, but now it looks like Titan is through playing games, picking up Dylan, preparing for that clash of the Titan maneuver, but no! Dylan reverses! Dylan reverses! Quickly slams him into the bat, locking him in the vice, that anaconda vice, that deadly maneuver, but Aw, damn it, look at this, Lawrence Whitney once again distracting Shibata, and the Titan is tapping out behind his back, Lawrence Whitney, what won't he do? 
I don't know, Sills. This is completely ridiculous. Oh, but... Oh, but Tibbs, wait a minute. Dylan may have some backup coming in the form of the JWF Tag Team Champions, the War Wizards. They ain't just talking tonight. Looks like they're bringing a fight to Lawrence Whitney and the Bone Crusher. This is some chaos on the outside tonight here at JWF. Oh, this is fantastic. This is what you need in a situation like this. A great equalizer. And what's a better equalizer than the War Wizards themselves? Uh Uh-huh, and you can see Shibata screaming at these four men on the outside trying to maintain some order. Oh, but unfortunately inside the ring, the Dylan looks like he is in trouble. Titan grabbing him by the throat, picking him up for a massive choke slam. But Dylan fights out and oh my god! The Upper Dicker! One of the most devastating moves in Dylan's arsenal. That vicious dick punch straight up in his unmentionables. And let me tell you something, that is exactly how David took out Goliath right there. It is, I saw it. Uh, You know something, Sills? This is why the Dylan is still the dirtiest player in the game in the JWF, like Scotty Moore said earlier tonight. And this is why he's a technical spectator. That's right. You see Shibata turning around as Dylan bounces off the ropes for the D-trigger. That running knee strike. And it looks like the Dylan has come back to his senses as he just get, lays down on the ground and just wraps him up in that anaconda vice, just wrenching on the neck of the Titan, trying to rip off his skull. And the Titan, once again, is forced to tap the Dylan, tapping out at the Titan. But let me tell you something. I think the real story of this match is what's going on on the outside. The War Wizards, the Blockbusters, the Vitriol, the Hatred boiling over and Tim Zane is going to be an absolute bloodbath when they meet in a ladder war at eccentric force. Can't wait to see it, Sills. That is right, but speaking of tag teams, speaking of the blockbusters, let's talk about last week. We've talked about the assault. We've talked about the broken fingers of uh, Jeremus. You can, of course, see him wearing that, uh, that cast on his fingers, that splint, but we did not talk about what happened afterwards when the men who are known as the Misters cash in the bag, bananas and pajamas came out to ring, tried to cash in their briefcase, tried to get that opportunity at the War Wizards Tag Team Championships, but something was waiting for them, and it certainly wasn't the War Wizards, was it, Tips? <laughs> Absolutely not, Sills. It was uh, these two men we're about to hear from. That is right, Hammerman and Fomo-san, collectively known as the Rising Suns. The Hammer Suns, if you will. And they are backstage right now, and I think they've got a message for Bananas in Pajamas after that attack from last week. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the men that stopped Bananas in Pajamas from cashing in their briefcase last week. The Hammerman... And FOMO-san. Now, look, boys, we've seen you have problems with bananas and pajamas in the past, but why insert yourself into that potential title match last week? Because, McDonald, if there's one thing that the Hammerman and I can agree on, it's that professional wrestling is a business that requires respect. Whether you hate someone or love them, when you get into that ring, you must respect them. 
Because in this business, all it takes is one mistake, one slip up, and it could cause everything to come tumbling down around you. Which is why you must respect your opponent with the same respect you give yourself. And bananas in pajamas have proven over the past few weeks that they have no respect. No respect for themselves, no respect for us, and no respect for this sport. And last week, those two men with no respect came out and attempted to disrespect our champions and take their belts right out from underneath their noses. They wanted to cheat their way to the top, and we won't have that. You see, Falmo and I, we may not have been a team for long, but... We've already proven ourselves in the tag division. We've rose up the power rankings, and we did it the way we do everything. Through our abilities, through our skills in a wrestling ring. And as we've risen up, we've noticed a sad fact about the JWF tag division. Everyone's trying to skate by with good luck and good faith. The blockbusters are getting title shot title shot bananas in pajamas have an instant opportunity and yet how many of these teams have even won a match in the past four months I'll tell you none of them the JWF tag team division doesn't have a workhorse until now and as long as the hammer sons are here We're going to make sure tag team wrestling actually matters. Well, Tim, strong words there from the Hammerman and FOMO-san. And let me tell you something. If I was the War Wizards, I'd be afraid of those two men right there. Talk about the blockbusters. Talk about bananas and pajamas. I think the Hammer-sons are the next ones who are on the radar of the men known as the War Wizards. As Hammerman said, they have proven themselves in the power rankings, and they have shown themselves to be true workhorses Sills, on that, that impassioned plea that has made my heart skip a beat. That is right, Tibbs. But speaking of a man who has made a plea, speaking of a man who may be making numerous pleas for mercy in the future, let's talk about the man known as Guy Fieri, the king of Flavortown himself, who in recent weeks has found his path to be crossing with the god of the JWF, Momoa Curry, and it seems every single opportunity Guy Fieri gets, he's taken the opportunity to mock Momoa Curry. I mean, we know Momoa is definitely in the twilight of his career, and Guy Fieri has decided to use that as almost a bit of mockery. And I don't know how he thought this was a good idea, Sills, because I don't think it matters how old the bear is. You still don't go around poking it. That's right, and he poked it very hard last week when, of course, he came out and he called out Momoa Curry's daughter. Of course, we know to our fans of JXT, our developmental territory, they know her as Valkyrie. She has been a dominant force down there, but her name went into Guy Fieri's mouth last week, and ever since, for the past week, I have heard that Momoa Curry has been on the hunt for Guy Fieri, and it sounds like he is coming to our ring right now, and he don't sound happy. What do you think, Tibbs? 
Uh, Sills, I've only ever seen Momoa Curry like this a handful of times. And, um, let's just... Let's just be ready to repair some walls. God, be early! Yep. Get your ass out here and take your beating like a man. Because you finally gave me my answer, you motherfucker. Because all these weeks, all these days, people have been asking if this is the end of Momoa Curry in the JWF. If this is the end of the god of the JWF, if Momoa Curry is done in Guy Pietti, you reminded me that as long as there's a dumb motherfucker in this company that needs his ass kicked, Momoa Curry has a place in the JWF. And last week, you proved that you were the dumbest motherfucker in the bunch when you put my daughter's name in your mouth. Because power rankings, title shots, all of that is behind me now. I ain't here to prove that I'm better than anybody else. I'm here to hand out beatings and deliver vengeance. You know, for the past couple of weeks, everyone's been asking the same damn question. They've been asking if Momoa Curry was back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah... I'm thinking I'm back so you can either walk your fat ass out to this ring or you can die screaming in the parking lot, you piece whoa, of shit! Whoa, 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 Momoa! Momoa, calm down! What's wrong, brother? Blood pressure getting a little high there? Oh, I get it. Look, you just need to calm down, man. I mean, if you wanted to find Guy Fieri... All you had to do was ask. Because I've been traveling all around this country looking for America's finest wrestlers, grapplers, and fighters. And it's led me here to a place I know everybody there in that arena knows. The JXT Performance Center. Home to the next great wrestlers of the JWF. Home to guys like Robert Hill, Chuck Gibbons, and most importantly, the daughter of everybody's favorite god of the JWF, Val Curry. And, from what I hear, it sounds like Daddy's little girl is a chip off the old block, Momoa. Everybody says it's like a resurrection of the god of the JWF. She's just like you. She's egomaniacal, overhyped, and taking spots away from the real wrestlers. And we've seen what happens when that kind of attitude goes unchecked, haven't we, Momoa? So, you know, I think it's time that Val gets herself checked. Don't you dare take one more step towards that door, you motherfucker! Or what? What are you gonna do all the way down there? You gonna use those godly powers of yours? Are you going to transport down here and stop me? Or, oh, that's right, because you're, you're not really a god, are you? You're just going to sit there like the bitch you are. And I'm going to go in here, because I know you're not going to do anything. You're right. I'm not. I'm not going to do a damn thing, because you've been right about a lot of things, guy. But there's one place you're mistaken. 
My daughter... My daughter's not like me. She's better. Oh my god, Tibbs, from out of nowhere! Valkyrie with that vicious Momoan punch! Odd Vietti just leveling him to the ground, and the guy looks stunned! <laughs> oh, like father, like daughter. Of course, we should, I should have expected to see this. That's right, and you can see Val backing up, getting ready for that patented fisherman spear her father made famous, but oh my god! Guy Fieri! Guy Fieri ducks out of the way and Val Curry just went flying through that window of that car. This is horrifying! Oh no. Oh, and what in the world is Guy Fieri thinking now? Just prying Val Curry's body out of that glass and oh my god, he's picked her up! Guy Fieri's picked up Valkyrie onto her shoulders and just levels her with the food fight straight through the glass of that car window. That is horrifying. And look at the face of Momoa Curry. Momoa Curry is bolting out of this ring. You see lightning shooting from his feet. Oh, Sills. It was terrible what we just saw there to see Valkyrie's just such a young talent taken down by the bastard that Guy Vietti has become and seeing Momoa Curry almost powerless to stop it he's he's halfway there by now Sills it it cannot end well that's right an absolutely horrifying thing we're seeing right there our hearts go out to Valkyrie hopefully she makes a big recovery from this vicious assault from the man known as the king of Flavortown but as we say in this business the show must go on unfortunately Tibbs and that means we get to go to next week where the Dylan is going to be issuing another open challenge we're going to hear from Chuck Tibbs ahead of his two out of three falls match at eccentric force and most importantly we're going to send a couple of our interviewers backstage and we're going to see if they can figure out the biggest mystery here in the JWF over the past couple of weeks and that's who the hell has been attacking Hollywood Hulcher Godspeed to them both that is right Tibbs but until then remember to support the JWF Donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash loadedbs. Get access to exclusive content like the original episodes of JWF released all the way back in 2015. Or pick up some merch for your favorite JWF and JXT superstars online at merch.loadedpurebs.com. We got some fantastic stuff up there, don't we, Tips? Absolutely, Sills. Shirts for some of your favorite wrestlers. Cups and receptacles for all of your boozy natures. We got everything. Give me money. (laughs) That's right. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon. This has been JWF Ignition. And we will see you next time.